Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, we are live! Tonight, we are going to witness the most anticipated match in the history of professional wrestling. And this is the main event of the evening! Please welcome your host for today, Jason is here. I swear to God, I'm not as big an asshole as it sounds like. Troy is here. Hey, I call them like I see them, all right? Taz is here. I mean, Sal is here. And I'm here. Oh, look at it this way. The first thing we've done together as a team. I grab my dick, you grab your dick, you work my arm, I work your arm. Same time, same time. It's like jerking off together, but not gay. We're not touching dicks. Each other's dicks, anyway. I'm touching my own dick. So you're working it, and I'm loving it. Well, enough is enough! The Rundown. Hello, everybody. Welcome. The Rundown. Adam, what is going on? We are on the road to WrestleMania. And this Saturday, we stop in Perth, Australia. That's a long, you excited, that's a, buddy? That's a long road. <laughs> that is a We're going the long way. We're <laughs> taking the scenic route. I forgot. I forgot, like, I just forgot it was Australia, so I sent a message, because I have a show on Saturday, I sent a message to, to Chris, I was like, you were running against Elimination Chamber? He's like, it's in Australia, it's at like five in the morning. I'm like, oh yeah, so it is. <laughs> I'm stupid. I'm not going to lie, I, I completely forgot it was going to be on super early, and then when they announced what time it was going to be on, I went, oh yeah, that time, they, that, they did that when they were in Japan. For NXT that time. Oh my God, the Beast, Beast in the East. It was like Beast in the East in the morning. Yeah. Yeah, and I remember being like, "Oh no, 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 no we're no, not watching no that chance. live." No. <laughs> when no. I get up, I'll turn it on. It's fine. No, my, my wife asked me, she's like, "You get, you gonna get up early?" I'm like, "No." <laughs> but the only problem I have is, is back then it was on Peacock. No, I'm sorry, it was the WWE Network. Right. And I could watch, I could, you know, start it from the beginning at any given point. Are you? I can't you, do that you, with Vigo. You're gonna, you're really gonna wake up before like 8 a.m. on a Saturday? No, but it sometimes it's not exactly right as soon as the pay per view finishes. Sometimes it takes a couple hours. So, well, we'll see. Maybe, maybe definitely by 10 or 11 they should have it yeah, up. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so yeah, it starts at 5 a.m. Eastern. Yeah. Now, if I was on the West Coast, I'd probably stay up for it. Right? <laughs> 2 a.m. It's only 2 a.m., yeah. 
Especially if you start with a chamber match and get me into it. Yeah, I could, I could watch that on a Friday night. What the fuck not? Yeah. No, I will. Uh, <sighs> I will. Pro- I will. I will probably try and watch it before before I leave for my show. Um, but I'm not getting up at fucking 5 a.m. When we were kids, it was cool to think that wrestlers wrestled on Saturday morning and then would also wrestle <laughs> that night, right? Or Sunday the morning first... on like challenge. Oh, they got to beat the Royal Rumble tonight. <laughs> so you know how they put they put the ticker at the bottom of the screen on Raw with like the upcoming mm-hmm. dates. Mm-hmm. I always used to think that was the that ticker was like these tickets are now available for these shows that are like next Tuesday. So I'd always look for like the ball for the for it to say Boston. I'm like, oh, and then trying to like, get tickets, and I'm like, no, those tickets went on sale like six months ago. How the fuck were we supposed to know that? <laughs> no, the reason I ask is because. They made a comment on Raw this week that made it sound like Drew McIntyre was going to wrestle on SmackDown and then immediately fly to Australia and wrestle in the Elimination Chamber. And I sat there and I went, is that... Is that too? Is that asking too much of your audience in 2024? (laughs) They're trying to keep some kayfabe alive. I guess. (laughs) I feel bad for the little kids. Like, oh, he just flew in from... From SmackDown. No, no, no. Boy, are his arms <laughs> tired. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I could never. I was not good at finding the syndicated programming back in the day. Like knowing which channel it was on, knowing what time it was on. Like I knew that like you could watch Mania like on Saturday morning, or you could watch um, Super Action. Not Superstars. I think Superstars was done by that Action Zone. Was that? But I could not. I could not tell you what channel or what time, and I would just flip around and hope to God I came across it at some point. See, I was lucky enough that when I first started watching, it was Superstars on Saturday, it was Challenge on Sunday, and they always followed Saturday morning cartoons, and they were always on the same channel, <laughs> nope, which I, at the time was like Fox Twenty Five. So. No, I had no fucking clue. What time they were on? Until like until like they started talking about them on Raw, where it was like this Saturday morning at nine a.m. on USA on Livewire. We're gonna talk to. Him. And I was like, okay, Saturday nine a.m. USA Livewire. I can remember that. See, when I it was ninety one when I started watching, so there was no Monday Night Raw. So this <laughs> is how you watch wrestling, other than Saturday Night's main event, mm-hmm. and even then that was scarce. But um, the the best part about when I watching it on Saturday and Sunday was that if you miss something on Saturday, they recapped it on Sunday. <laughs> Beautiful. When I started watching, I wasn't even watching the WWF, man. The first wrestling I ever watched was on Sports Channel. Remember Sports Channel? Mm-hmm. It was on Sports Channel. It was Herb Abrams' UWF on okay. Sports Channel. Interesting. And it was on at like 4.30 in the afternoon. Really? Okay. <laughs> And I can't tell you much of anything, but I, I do specifically remember a uh, a bungee match. Don't don't ask me who the fuck was in it, but these these two guys. I, I think it's on WrestleCrap, but mm-hmm. these two guys were loaded into this cage and hiked up on a crane, and the idea of the match was to push the other guy out of the cage. With the bungee, because they had bungee cords attached around their around like an ankle or some shit. So, 
there was one promotion that it started a little bit after I started watching, maybe 93, but it was on ESPN, and it was called Global Wrestling Federation. And it was... Oh, there it, it is. It was 1991, but it was. It looked like it was filmed in 1970. It was terrible. Mr. Perfect was there, though. Found, and so was, I like, found, um, some found, other Minnesota people. I found it on WrestleCrap. What? Bungie cord match. Okay, that's just awful. Like, who... If, <laughs> if you like dangling feet, this is the match for you. Because, yeah, the, as, as I recall, they didn't have a... They didn't have a camera in the cage. It was watching from below. Ew. I'm going to read that later, and I'm going to enjoy the hell out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, WrestleCrap.com slash inductions slash bungee dash cord dash match. You're welcome. Oh, or just, you know who or else? Just, or just do what I did in Google, UWF bungee match. You want to know who else was in Global, for, uh, Global Wrestling Federation? Yeah. Cactus Jack. Oh. And I remember being like, who the fuck's that lunatic? <laughs> and then eventually I did catch uh, Saturday Night TBS Wrestling with there is Sting also, and there Dusty is also, Rhodes. There is also full video of this match available on YouTube. Apparently it lasted 13 minutes. Okay, I hate to tell you this. That's too long. Nobody, for, that's nobody's too long going to watch that. Match. <laughs> nobody's going to YouTube to look up this bungee match. I know. As well, Unless you, Jason as, does it to spite me. As well, you shouldn't, but still. Anyway, let, enough about crappy wrestling on other channels. Let's get back to the WWE, as they are so-called now. Which is not crappy. No, no, it's been, it's been that quite been, interesting. That would have been a perfect segue to some AEW chatter, but we don't watch that shit anymore, so... I actually did watch the first hour, and I have a lot of complaints. But thats I'm not going to dump that on you. That's Hang, not for you. Hangman's injured, or maybe he's not, depending on which... I, I didn't get to that part yet. Depending but, on but, which, which dirt sheet, dipshit you uh, <laughs> you listen to. Uh, and then somebody got, some lady got spiked on her goddamn head. Didn't and, get to that uh, part yet. <laughs> and and uh, despite it being uh, very nasty to watch, that was your move of the match. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Um, no, it, it's so far... <clears throat> Uh, Christian came out there and was like, hey, I know about your past. Do you know a person named Jackie Garcia? Is that your mom? And and who's this? Is it Frank Garcia? Is that your dad? Is he dead? Is he dead? <laughs> oh, that's right. Your dad is dead. But maybe you wish that because he used... He used to drink a lot, didn't he? And I was like, oh. Can I, can I fuck your mom like I'm fucking this kid's mom? Pretty much. That was kind of cool because, you know what, it still gets me every time he does it. That was the only thing I liked so far that I've seen. But also before that, um, we had this segment trying to explain why Hangman Page is teaming up with Hook and Rob Van Dam to take on Swerve Scott Samoa Joe and Brian Cage. Strickland. Swerve Strickland. <laughs> and it still made no goddamn sense, even though Hangman was trying to explain to it. And I was like, this is absolute, like, the just trash. Just, just, tr- oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Before that, you know Mike Bennett? 
you like Mike Bennett, right? Like occasionally because he's like a local guy, right? Okay. So he I had a match. I, I don't like where this is heading based on that introduction, but okay. So he had a match against Orange Cassidy. Now, I understand Mike Bennett isn't, like, high up on the card, and I understand that Cassidy is, is one of their, like, precious, like, little children, but... And they made a big, big deal about talking about the title defenses Cassidy's had in the past week. He traveled to England. He wrestled for Rev Pro. Dude, Mike Bennett piled... First of all, he got a free nut shot on Orange Cassidy because the ref's back was turned. And then he dropped... Cassidy on his head with a pile driver. Cassidy kicked out. I was like, N-. he hit you with a low blow and then hit you with a pile driver. That's a finish. If I've ever seen one, but okay, fine. Whatever. So then later on, he hits Orange Cassidy with a gotch style pile driver right in the top of his head. And Cassidy kicked out again. And I'm like, okay, you know what? So what happened? Bennett went for a third pile driver. Cassidy kind of flips him over and hits a beach break, pins him one, two, three. And I'm like, I am so done with this shit. (laughs) Even the stories in the matches don't make sense. (laughs) It's like, let let me powerbomb you from the top rope. Oh, you're going to kick out. (laughs) Fuck that. Fuck that. Okay. I don't need 65 kickouts if none of them mean anything and nothing pins anybody. Ugh. Now I'm all mad. I don't want to get mad. Uh, talk about AEW. And apparently, <clears throat> apparently, uh, apparently, happy anniversary to the last time Dynamite got a million viewers. But, uh, They're never going to get a million. Not, not ever again. Not with Sasha. Not unless they bring back Phil Brooks, but that ain't going to fucking happen. So... Enough, enough about that shit. Although, last thing I will say is that John Moxley and Cesaro, sorry, Claudio, are fighting FTR, and they went to a time limit draw, which is like the 90 millionth time they've done that, and now they're going to fight at Revolution. And I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. That's That's your match for... Moxley and Claudio is let's fight FTR because we have nothing to do. We have we don't know we have nothing for these people. We don't know what the fuck to do with them. So let's just stick them in a meaningless tag match where they can just slap and chop each other for thirty minutes. <sighs> God, I hate that fucking company. Every time I watch that show, I get pissed off, and that's not my intention when I want to watch that show. I try to find something good. Like I said, Christian Cage, I thought was hilarious. <laughs> All right, let's move on from that. Where do you want to start this week, buddy? Uh, quick, like re- in re- real wrestling. Quick, <laughs> quickly before 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 that, I want to shout out. Uh, and again, thanks again to Troy for for sending this in the host thread as well. Shout out to Troy, we love you, buddy. Uh, Matt Coon Music on Twitter at Matt Coon Music K O O N, who registered the domain ValVenus.com. And had it forward to uh, to the National Center for Transgender Equity, because that is uh, fucking amazing. Um, because if you haven't been following Val Venus on Twitter recently, and honestly, why the fuck would you? Um, when he wasn't when he when he wasn't busy uh, 
complaining about a uh, conspiracy in his mind only that he was being, as you put it a few weeks ago, Ben Wad from uh, the WWE history books. Uh, he's being a, a, a fucking bigoted asshole. Um, most recently, uh, sharing a picture of a fan uh, getting an autograph from Cody Rhodes. Uh, and, and Cody's holding up um, a, a, a transgender pride flag with the uh, with the Nightmare Family logo on it. Um, and I'm not going to read what he wrote on said picture because it's fucking evil and disgusting. Um, but needless to say, it's gross. Um, so this, uh, this individual, Matt Kuhn, uh, bought the, do the domain valvenus.com and it forwards to the National Center for Transgender Equity, uh, for Transgender Equality, which is fucking phenomenal. And it is. just it is amazing. Um, so I think, uh, I, I think it's fair to say that the, the official stance, uh, from all of us here on the rundown is, uh, fuck Val Venus. Now, see, I thought you were going to say... I think it's fair to say that ValVenus.com believes in transgender equity. So regardless of what he tells you, just remember that domain. <laughs> yep. But also um, fuck ValVenus. Sure. Fuck, because, Sean, fuck Sean Morley. Fuck yes. that guy. Um, it. You know, when he started, and he started this a few years ago, being a fuckhead, man, it's disappointing. Right. Because, like, I don't think he was like that or at least not vocal like that back in his wrestling days. Um, but that's, you know, ugh, I just those people cease to exist for me when they do shit like that. OK. All right. Fuck face. Go fuck yourself. It's into obscurity. They're, <laughs> they're erasing me from history. The fuck did you do? I'm erasing you from my fucking fandom, too. So <laughs> it works. Yeah, you were an Intercontinental Champion. You were also fucking Bischoff's bitch boy. And fucking Dude, nobody cares. He was a mid-carter. And he really was only a mid-carter for a couple of years. And, you know, think about when he started and when when his career with the WWE ended. It wasn't that long. It was like a fucking four-year period. So, fuck him. But anyway. So, where do you want to start this week? My wife brought me biscuits. Um, so you're eating on the show. It's nice. They're fresh biscuits. They're Motherfucker. Well, so I can pull out some pretzels here and start fucking chomping down on those. Anyway. Uh, okay. Let's see. I have, I've, I, I've started in my, in my note taking. I've started at least notating what each segment is so that when you, when you say something like, did you see the part where blah, I can't, I can not just be like, I think so. <laughs> um, let's see here. Oh, <laughs> so so you know, Tyler Bate uh, has apparently decided that British Strong Style is not a good name. Nope. And the technically, team... technically, British Strong Stru British Strong Style is a three man That's fair. faction. That's fair. But that he and Curse Thy Pete Dunay shall be called New. Catch Republic, which is fucking terrible. Didn't they have that song back in the 90s? Right? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I think that's just New Republic. Oh, okay. Different, different, I guess. All right. That's fine. Um, 
I, I, uh, it's going to take a lot of getting used to. Of course, Pete Dunne in his typical response is just like, eh. He's just the meme of like, eh, I don't give a fuck, whatever. Um, which I kind of hate that they, the WWE has given him Rob Van Dam's old gimmick of cool, whatever, man. Oh, no, that's one, that's one Republic. Huh? No, the new, Hall. Apparently, there's a the New Republic is like some kind of English thing. There's also a band called One Republic, which I think might, oh. be, what might be you're thinking of. Gotcha. Um. So, <laughs> you're not a fan of this name, is what you're saying? It's stupid. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> it is just as bad, if not worse, than No Quarter Catch Crew. Like fucking no. That's terrible. Hey, maybe they can team up and they can be Catch Republic Catch. Catch Republic Catch Crew. <laughs> I don't know. Our dads didn't maybe play it won't catch stick. Wasn't Bobby Lashley's group supposed to be called Pride? Or the Pride or I something never, like that? I, I, I never heard that. Somebody said that. Really? I, I never heard well, that. okay, yeah, no. Somebody did say it. Maybe it wasn't, like, official. Just, or maybe they said it on SmackDown once. I don't know. They don't get graphics or, or merch or anything like that yet, though, so. <clears throat> what else from SmackDown? What did you think of uh, Zelina Vega versus Tiffany Stratton? I love... Zelina Vega, I think she is a treasure all into herself. Um, I, honest to God, did not notice that Tiffany's entrance was a little bit watered down and with different music. I don't know why I didn't notice it. Probably because everything they do music-wise is forgettable. But she still was Tiffany Stratton. Mm-hmm. I thought she still had a good showing. Um, I'm not surprised that it, you know, it ended the way it did with Electra Lopez coming out and costing her the match. Tiffany should win. Her See, that surprised match. me. Really? I fig- I I assumed that this was just going to be like a, a a showcase. You know, put her over in defeat kind of situation. She's not a baby face. But uh, I did not expect that her first match, that her second match on the on the main roster would be the Elimination Chamber. Wow, there you go. So now that's a place she'll have a good showing. But a win over Zelina Vega, does it really mean that much? I mean, let's be honest. Where does Zelina Vega sit currently in the rankings of that women's division? There's probably a good twelve girls ahead of her at this point. <laughs> That being said, how do you feel about playing this will they won't they with Dakota and and uh Bailey for the next eight weeks? It's uh it's something. It now the 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 the, the Japanese contingent is still calling themselves damage control. Mm-hmm. I feel like Without Bailey, without Dakota, that they should they should rebrand. Not yet. You need you need the name going into Mania. After Mania, if you retain the title, then yeah, rebrand. That's fine. But right now, Kyrie Sane joined Damage Control, and then they brought Asuka into Damage Control, and 
they basically kicked Bailey out, and Dakota has chosen to go that way too. So fuck her. Damage control is Io, Asuka, and Kyrie. And you dig the knife a little bit deeper into Bailey when she hears that music. Uh-huh. Uh so we've got we had our we had our, our men's our two men's qualifying matches. We talked about them last week. Mm-hmm. Uh last week you said um you, you said that that, uh, that you thought uh, Dom and Miz would move on. Uh, it would have been cause, nice because Logan and Kevin would would, uh, would screw around with each other. Uh, you're off for two, so you're off for two. No, no, I said I I said look. Originally, I had picked Kevin Owens and Logan Paul to to win their qualifying matches, but if they wanted to spin those two off into their own thing, that would have been fine. Um, Kevin Owens had a pretty good match with Dominic, but Dominic. I don't know. It feels kind of ice cold these days. I think a lot of... I mean, he's still getting booed, sure, but, like, a lot of his heat is kind of washed away. Now, he picks a fight with his father going into Mania again, and we're right back where we need to be. <laughs> um, and it doesn't help that Rhea's kind of distanced herself, too, from him. Like, on screen. <clears throat> I will say Logan Paul doing the fire crotch leg drop is a bit strange. For me, for me, sure. It's just weird. Um, I, I know a lot of people will give Miz all the credit in the world, and and that's fine. I just didn't care for the Miz versus Logan Paul match. It was just, mm, there was nothing to me that was very remember memorable about it. Yeah, it was what it was. It was a means to an end. Yeah, right. Um, now the OC. Confronted AJ Styles backstage. I was just gonna. I was just gonna ask you what you thought of AJ Styles going emo. He used to be that when he first developed this like I'm gonna wear all black and have my hair go over my face character was in TNA about a decade and a half ago, and then he left TNA and it was supposed to be like a work, but then he showed up in New Japan and started leaving the Bullet Club and everyone's like, oh, is he not coming back to TNA? <laughs> But, uh, yeah, emo AJ is nothing new. It's just new to the WWE, I suppose. Yeah, and then he, um, then he slapped Carl Anderson in the face and sent them all the way down to NXT. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, when he slapped him, what I thought we were going to get... What the fuck is that get... about? Okay, when he slapped him, I thought we were going to get some type of program, even a short one from him, for him and Carl uh, Anderson over the next couple weeks. But now they showed up in NXT, and I'm like, oh... Uh, this is like shoving the fucking spirit squad in the OVW crate. Got it. <laughs> um, but I'll tell you what. I don't. I don't mind uh, the OC down in NXT because it it probably a better place for them at this point than SmackDown. I don't think it makes any goddamn sense though. Give them something to do, and it Why gives the a tag team whoever beats them. At an NXT pay-per-view, like, that's pretty good that you can say you beat those two guys when you're a young team in NXT. Like, if, if... Yeah, but why, why would the, why would, why would Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows be like, you know what we should do? We should go down to NXT. 
Well, does anybody actually say that, or do they get ordered to go down there? Like, even kayfabe-wise, other than Becky, who was, like, looking for competition, I think we can all fairly assume Corbin getting sent down there was, a you know, a kayfabe punishment, or because he was directionless, I guess. You know what I mean? I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't make any fucking sense. I mean, you, Why would Dominic want to be there? Like, are you whipping your cock out? What the fuck are you doing with that zipper? No, this is my uh, headphone case. I was just <laughs> fucking around with the zipper. I have sweatpants on, man. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm in relax mode. <laughs> anyway. Um... Well, Big Body Javi made an appearance on SmackDown. I don't know who that is. I was told his name is Javier Bernard. Bernal. Bernard. No, no Bern- special gimmick not, or anything like that. It's not Bernard without a D. It's Bernal. It's Bernal. An L on the end there. Look, I'm used to calling him Big Body Javi, all right? I thought you said you didn't know who that was. Well, they didn't say anything <laughs> about Big Body Javi. <laughs> Don't even ask me who the fuck his technique partner was, because I have no fucking clue. Apparently, he's been on NXT TV, too, a couple times. Mm-hmm. Like, twice. He's probably, like, PC Monk or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Naomi's got <clears throat> a new theme song. I don't care. It's not great. <laughs> it's not great. I don't care. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Naomi's theme song... <sighs> I don't, care, an, I don't care so much that I didn't even write down who won between her and, her and Alba Fire. Uh, just another another person gets a horrible generic theme song. <sighs> Where's the punch? Where's the individuality? All you right. Know what, you know what? Can I can I tell you in my in my personal opinion that that her new theme song is not a may yeah 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 sick. It isn't. It's just not. Uh, Naomi wins via submission, cause, you know. Sure. Sure. Why not? Alright. Nick, Nick Aldis and Braun Breaker talking in, in Nick Aldis's office, and Braun Breaker has the NXT Tag Team Championship, and then they come out to the entranceway to sign the contract, and somewhere between the two, Braun Breaker lost his NXT Champion Tag Team Championship. Threw it in the trash like um, <laughs> Nikki Cross did with the 24-7 title. <clears throat> but then he found it again by Tuesday, so that's good. Yeah, but then he threw it, out, threw it back out on the way out. Because he's, he's got his debut match this, this Friday. Braun Breaker makes a SmackDown debut. Good thing they didn't say his Raw debut, because he had already had one of those when he fought Ziggler a year mm-hmm. or so ago. Mm-hmm. All right, rub your hands together excitedly. Ah... You ready? You ready for the main event of the night? This historic, historic moment. Now, before we discuss the history of this moment, have you seen Roman Reigns live in person during this current run, during this uh, 1,200-day championship reign? I don't remember the last time I went to a WWE show, so I'm going to say probably not. Okay. I have not. When I went to SmackDown in September, he wasn't there. Mm -hmm. I know, I know, I know, right? But it is going to be a spectacle to behold to see 
the Tribal Chief and his entrance at WrestleMania. I do look forward to that. Mm -hmm. And I'm hoping for all the pomp and circumstance, just because I'm there. Tonight was no different. Roman comes out there and sets the table, as it were. Huh? Huh? (laughs) Says that tonight they officially bring in The Rock to the bloodline. Well, specifically, he said he's officially a member of the bloodline or something like that. What did you think of... of, Now, Roman also made sure to tell Salt Lake City that they were dumb, they were idiots, and they they better, like, you know, respect when, when his cousin comes out here because... A lot of times they just act dumb and start doing stupid chants and nobody wants to hear them. Okay, it's not about them. Then he says, everything we say is said with a purpose. Everything we say has meaning. Is Roman Reigns foreshadowing his own divine? I think so. If if he is, I'm there for it. What would you think of Roman's introduction, so to speak? Uh, honestly, I didn't have any notes on that part. All of my, all the notes that I took on this segment are about The Rock. All right. Well, let's get to it. Out comes The Rock. Still, the crowd goes nuts. Now, were you expecting this version of The Rock? Um, I didn't watch SmackDown Live. Okay. So I did see some things about it before, before I was able to watch it. Um, I liked, I did appreciate the return. Of the $500 shirt, uh, now without sleeves, uh, because those sleeves would be too tight. The sleeves, would be too now. T- the sleeves would be too tight. Um, and as I was, as I was watching this promo, as I was enjoying this segment, I really, it struck such a chord in me as someone who, who watched throughout the, the late 90s and, and seeing, the Rock go from the Blue Chipper through the nation to become to to becoming the Rock and becoming this character to see this char- this specific Rock return was just it, it, this was wonderful. This was wonderful. I, I agree. I know that these days a lot of people have more toxic opinions when it comes to The Rock. And there's some things that maybe I I understand where they're coming from. But, But as far as the character goes, this was exactly what I wanted. This was not only The Rock explaining why he joined the nation in that amazing fucking promo. Go back in the archives and find that. This is also Rock joining the corporation, all rolled into one, and just um, his <laughs> he had that crowd by the balls, and every now and then he would just punch them in, and it was fucking <laughs> great. And he was like, you know, you guys set an all-time indoor attendance record. Everybody applauds, and he's like, for the biggest gathering of trailer park trash I've ever seen. (laughs) Amazing. 
Now, it's like you turned, you turned whatever switch needed to be turned. We're back in 1997. Now, I like the story he, he tells because he says, well, to a point, because on one hand, he says, you know, what is Cody's story? What? What? He, he lost last year. He's a loser. But when he started going down the road of, um, oh, if the 49ers just lost, and, you know, they, they didn't asked for a rematch. They didn't say, hey, 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 we got to finish our story. Okay, but the 49ers didn't win the Royal Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Um, but I did like how he tied it into the Utah Jazz. And he was like, you know, the Utah Jazz fought to get to the finals and then got their heart ripped out and crushed by Michael Jordan and the Bulls. That was good. Also, him making comments about their 50 wives and 600 grandchildren. Oh, inbred <laughs> grandchildren. Fantastic. But I really like the part where he says, you had it. The biggest match of all time, The Rock versus Roman Reigns. You had it, and you blew it. <laughs> you fucked it up, didn't you? Your little hashtags and your little, we want Cody. <laughs> As as trite and as corny as it was, it was still amazing to me because it was nostalgic every step of the way. And instead of because Rock usually shits on his opponent in front of us, and and now he just took a big dump on Salt Lake City, and I'm perfectly fine with that. Yeah, like I said, this was this was prime Attitude Era Corporation Rock. Also, um, I like that he changed it was, finally. He said, finally, mm-hmm. your life has meaning. <laughs> <laughs> I like, and it was also a nice change of pace to see Roman take a back seat. Roman brought out the rock and then didn't do a goddamn thing. So... We see where that uh, we see we see where the where the the hierarchy is there. Um, now, also the Rock uh, telling somebody he's going to come to the crowd and slap the herpes off their face that was nice. <laughs> um, <laughs> so there's been a lot of talk and speculation that when the Rock said, "I will do everything in my power to make sure." You leave WrestleMania as a loser. Everybody said he turned his body, pointed to Roman Reigns. What do you think of that? Is that too on the nose, or is that I was just absolutely one hundred percent like done on purpose? I was just about to. I was just about to bring us to this point. Um, I know from home it looked like it was a lot of work being done by the camera angle they chose to use, which is fine. Which Smart. is perfectly fine in, in terms of running with that. It harkens me back to the the build to backlash, where uh, was it the week the, the the night after WrestleMania or or two weeks after WrestleMania when Roman it was Jimmy and Jay versus Kevin and Sammy, and there's a the Roman comes out and cuts a promo and talks about. I don't remember exactly. I'm not going to be able to quote anything. 
but saying that he's getting really sick and tired of whatever and and but he he's standing kind of behind the usos but is staring directly at the usos as he speaks mm-hmm. so jimmy and jay mm-hmm. think he's talking about kevin and sammy but we can see that he is looking directly at jimmy and jay <laughs> And then the next week they drop the, oh, it's going to be Roman and Solo at Backlash, <coughs> not uh, not the Usos. So it gave me, it, it very much gave me vibes to that as well, which is great. Which is, I'm not not anything I'm complaining about. I, I I love when they do stuff like this, when because it feel it, it always feels like those of us watching at home. We we're in on a little secret that that person doesn't know. So like you know we're in on the secret that uh, Roman's pissed at the Usos. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then the other big the other big thing uh, at the very end of the night, uh, if you smell what the bloodline is cooking, uh, when they threw up the ones, uh, Rock threw up an L. Yes. So that's the other big thing that people are yeah, calling out calling out as the uh i will fully admit that one i didn't even pick up on mm-hmm. we got the bumper we got the copyright logo i just figured okay they're all throwing up ones he's in the bloodline that's it segment over so i did i didn't realize that until somebody pointed it out online or maybe i saw it online and then jason talked about it the next day when he saw it on smackdown so uh that's another great little thing if they you know I would prefer you do that and now don't do anything else. I don't want them to, to like hammer this home in classic WWE fashion where they beat you over the head with it. (laughs) Um, you know, subtle. Let's keep it, let's keep it spread out. Wouldn't do anything like that again, at least for a few weeks. Also again, again this week, we'd love to have Jason here, uh, chiming in on, on his thoughts. Um, but shout out to Jackson, his basketball successes. Uh, good luck tomorrow in the uh, in the championship. Um, hopefully, hopefully we can get Jason next week uh, after elimination chamber and kind of go over everything that's been going on. So, but. absolutely, absolutely. Now, yeah. um, I also thought Paul Heyman, Jimmy, they played really uh, good roles. In this, in this segment, just, you know, looking ecstatic and kind of having that smug attitude, like, ha, 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 guys. Look who we got. Look who we got. Look who's on our team. Um, and I also, <laughs> I also liked before Rock came out there, the crowd started chanting for Cody, and Roman said, yes, Cody, the guy who ruined everything. <laughs> <laughs> um. And, oh, there was that one other thing where, where Rock said, Cody, your story is just ending. Our story is beginning. A lot of people have taken that to mean, you know, Cody's going to finish his story. That's how, you know, story ends. And then <laughs> we're going to be going with the story of Rock versus Roman. Now, everybody is also talking about the fact that they set up Rock versus Cena at WrestleMania 27. When Rock cost John Cena the match against the Miz. And then we waited a whole year before, for once in a lifetime, they 
they were going to meet at WrestleMania. And I know a lot of people are comparing that, saying that if, to some people, when Rock turns on Roman, we will not get the payoff until next year's WrestleMania. I'm not sure if I buy that. I feel like I wouldn't be surprised if they did it at SummerSlam. My only problem with that is that SummerSlam's in Cleveland. So... Uh... <laughs> wow, fucking Cleveland hate out of nowhere. I have nothing against Cleveland, but is that a big enough city that you have Rock versus Roman? <clears throat> SummerSlam. That's what I said. Um... I mean, I... I don't know if they do. I don't know how this. I mean, I, I didn't know how they did it then. It wasn't that great then. But I don't know how you pull this out, stretch this out for a whole year, especially without everybody saying. You know, Roman's already basically a part-time guy at this point, and without the title, he's he can show up even less. You know. Well, that's the th- that's the thing. You wouldn't even really start. You would plant the seeds at WrestleMania, but, and maybe the night after. But you don't actually have to start the feud until next year. You know what I mean? Mm. Roman's definitely taking some time off when he does drop the title. God knows how long it's going to be. And Rock's obviously busy, so you you could keep those two off TV for a year, but then you kind of waste all that heat of yeah. you know. Huh. So we'll see. I, I wouldn't. I like. I'm just saying. I wouldn't be opposed to doing it at SummerSlam. I'm very much, especially as of late, really trying not to to prejudge anything, and just kind of sit back and let it let it come as it comes, and phrasing, um, <laughs> and and just like just I, I'm trying. I'm really trying to get back into just enjoying the ride. I'm also doing that. I, I'm I'm more critical for the sake of the show. When I am watching, I am a lot more forgiving, and I'm just enjoying what I'm seeing. And I'm, you know, like you said, going for the ride. Except for AW, fuck that shit. <laughs> that shit just pisses me off. I don't watch. But no, <laughs> but watching SmackDown and Raw, I do enjoy watching SmackDown and Raw. You know, there's some things I'm critical about, but a lot of it mostly is just for you know, content on the show to talk about how I feel after I think about something or whatever. Yeah. I mean, if, if, if you notice the things that I, the things that I complain about on this show are very much, are very, very much surface things. Like when we talk about Josh Briggs and, and Brooks Jensen, like why is Josh the asshole in this situation? That's very much a surface story thing. I really right. want, I, I, it, it, it is, it does mean no good in my eyes, to to be like, well, why would they, what do you mean it's not going to be Cody? And then, like, because you get, you get yourself in a fucking tizzy, and then a week later, it's like, oh, it's Cody, okay. <laughs> and then you just got <laughs> shit in your okay. britches over nothing, and now Cody's got a world title match at WrestleMania, and you've got shitty britches, and it doesn't do <laughs> anyone any good. We've all been guilty of jumping the gun. I know. That's why I'm judging their storylines. Let's not let's not forget that you've been there just as much as I have. That's what um, I said. I'm trying. I'm trying to enjoy the ride. True, but there are some times where you look at where the ride is going. And you're like, oh, I don't like that turn. Mm. <laughs> because because we've been watching this for too long. We've been. <laughs> 
doing this show for too long. We have seen all the tropes at this point. So for people they put their time into, the main eventers, shit's usually pretty good. But for people we can see their path, like, you know, for the next six months, we're like, ah. Oh, man. Liv Morgan, Battle Royal winner, I guess. <laughs> Kidding. Kidding. Kind of. Uh, anyway. All right. That's all I have from SmackDown. Well, I would hope so. That was the end of SmackDown. Um, all right. Drew versus Cody. I was surprised that it started the night. I thought it was going to be the main event. I... No. No, they were just the Intercontinental title match. Makes sense as the main event here. Um, I liked... I, I really enjoyed Michael Cole calling Drew McIntyre out for the hypocrisy surrounding the finish when, uh, you know, cause he, he won the match thanks to the bloodline. Um, more on that later. Um, but I really, I, it, 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 cause it makes sense to me that Michael Cole would be like, well, what the, would be all, well, what the fuck, dude, you fucking hate them. But now you're going to be like, oh yeah, I want a match. You're going to be all excited, even though they helped you win. What the fuck? To what the his, fuck? <laughs> to his credit. I can't wait. To, I can't wait till Raw is on Netflix and Michael Cole can just say, what the fuck? To his credit, Michael Cole has organically become that JR voice where he is our personal voice. And I love it because he never, he was never good when he tried to force it. But when he just naturally reacts to being like, are you fucking kidding me, Drew McIntyre? You <laughs> motherfucker! You complained for two years about the bloodline, and they're just gonna take that and use that to win? You piece of shit! <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I fucking love it. Indeed. And it's good. It gets it gets uh, McIntyre's heel character over even more. For sure. Yeah. Now Michael Cole is in like he's he's gone past his second wind, and as you speak. It's 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 incredible to watch. He's really doing Sometimes, some, amazing stuff. Not everything is a home run, you know. The the antlers thing is getting a little played out, okay. <laughs> but but most mostly when he puts passion into something, it, it is for a good reason. Uh, we got the announcement that um, Seth is in fact not wrestling in Perth. Uh, <laughs> he he. But he's going to Perth because he and Cody are going to be on the Grayson Waller effect at the PLE. And you know, on this show, there's nothing we love more than a talk show segment on a PLE. You guys call it a waste of time for them to go over there. I don't see it that way. This is this is WrestleMania season. Everything has purpose. Everything has meaning. And you need clips for the B-roll for the video package. <laughs> no, hey, I, come I mean, on. Yeah, got... Well, people, we know how this works. We need big, emotional, fucking giant clips of of things you can put into the award-winning, let's be honest, award-winning WrestleMania video packages. Like, go walk. Never mind. Never mind. I'm not going to. We'll talk about it later. But <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what I thought was funny is that we did this segment on Raw a few weeks ago where Seth was like, I'm, I'm going to do my best, but I don't know, guys. I don't know if I can be at Mania. And now we've just completely forgot about that. And we're like, oh, no, no, he's fine. <laughs> His leg's in a brace, but he'll be, he'll be, he'll be okay. <laughs> uh, we got another Andrade vignette. Yes. 
Don't ask me what it said. I don't remember. I'm uh, sure there is some significance to the mask that he chose. I am not familiar with that significance. Maybe that was like his peak in Mexico or something was like that particular mask. I don't know. Jason's probably yelling at me right now. You dumb idiot. That's the mask his father wore when he won the world championship. Like, <laughs> how the fuck would I know that, dude? Uh, and then, as you mentioned, our last chance battle royal for the women. Uh, who the, the last spot in the women's elimination chamber. Uh, won by a returning Raquel Rodriguez. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as she came out, because she was one of the very few that got an entrance, yeah. I think it was like Shayna and Zoe, and then she came out. Yeah. It was the Shayna, Zoe, commercial break, Raquel. And then Raquel. And Liv, I, went, I think Liv and Raquel were after. Oh, so Raquel's running. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Liv wasn't in this because Liv had already qualified. Oh, that's so. right. I love, I love I love that they call this a last chance battle royal, and then the winner is someone who didn't lose a qualifying match. Right. To me, the last chance always seen, always includes the people who lost their qualifying matches. That's how we've been using that phrase for the past five years. It has been specifically for people who lost the qualifying matches. Mm-hmm. Um. Also, they they had a nice little fun thing for the crowd with Chelsea coming from under the ring. And the bell not ringing when Raquel thought she had eliminated everyone. But, no, I knew Chelsea was going to go sailing over the top. I knew she wasn't going to toss out Raquel. Mm-hmm. Oh, speaking from coming under the ring, that's how our truth appeared on Raw. To fuck with Dom and cost him the match. Oh, you mean Some, on SmackDown? On SmackDown, yeah, sorry. And well, because our someone... truth was on commentary, and he was... No, he wasn't on commentary. He was just loud enough. I'm sorry. He was just loud enough that we could hear him on commentary. And someone somewhere floated the idea of the awesome truth reuniting and taking the undisputed tag titles from Finn and Damien. Don't do that. That's not going to happen. Why would that happen? Don't don't do that. Just Are you kidding me? They've already No, dude. Don't do that. That's not going to happen. You don't have to worry about that. You, you have a much, much better chance. In fact, you have a better chance of, of Tyler Bate and Pete Dune winning this week and than you do of the Austin. No, they're not going to fucking do that. Stop not. it. Stop it. How dare you, sir? It's WrestleMania season. What do you, what do you think this is? You think this is some, some fucking backlot, uh, Fully loaded pay-per-view. Like, this is fucking... Res- Dude, WrestleMania season. Big matches. Not fucking Saturday Night Main Event bullshit like the awesome truth. <laughs> Fuck, kidding me? Ten goddamn years ago, and they, they're gonna fucking have the tag team title match at Mania. No, fuck that! God, I hope, I hope you didn't just put that out into the universe. <laughs> I didn't put it out in the universe. I was just repeating it because I heard it somewhere. Well, our universe. I did not expect you to get that fucking heated about that night. Well, I, because there's so many. There are so I, many tag teams. And I enjoyed teams. it. There uh, are so many good tag teams that I could see being uh, the challenges at WrestleMania. DIY being at the top of that list. Sure. 
then we had backstage interview via satellite with Rhea and Naya. I hate these. It was dumb. It's, it's I really. I, now y'all gonna talk. Now I'm gonna talk. Now I'm gonna talk slow, so you know I'm serious. <laughs> the only good one of these was Matt Riddle and Seth Rollins. Yeah, and that was how long ago? <laughs> that was actually a good one. See, that was memorable. We Matt, remember it. Was that last year? Two years, I thought. Anyway, uh, Netflix people are in the crowd. That's nice. More oh, art. okay. So we're entering an interesting era of the uh, the WWE. This this venture with TKO, right? Uh, we're starting to see it trickle in a little bit. We got a promo from a mixed martial artist during Raw. Yeah, don't ask me his name because I don't fucking know. I had it and then I lost it. But I know he called out Conor McGregor. Mm-hmm. So, do you? How do you feel if they get uh, they get a little MMA in your in your WWE? You got peanut butter and my uh, chocolate. I mean, uh, I'll watch it and I'll judge it at that point. At this at, at this junction, it doesn't interest me at all. Because it's it, we dealt with this when Shayna and Ronda did their MMA rules match, which fucking wasn't, and that it was fucking boring. You cannot. But we, those were you, sports entertainers trying to be mixed martial artists. Right. These are mixed but, martial artists trying to be sports entertainers. Here's the thing. Like you said, they are they are two very different things. They are, and this goes all the way back to Brawl for All. Oh. You cannot. You cannot. You cannot have real fights on your wrestling show. Because it's going to go one of two ways. The real fight is going to outshine the wrestling because it's real. Or it's going to be a real fight and it's going to be boring as shit. Yes and no. There there have been a few instances throughout history where they tried to make it look like a shoot fight and it was entertaining. To a point, I will like Ken Shamrock versus Dan Severin. Not bad. Not, not the worst, right? You're you making my point for me though. You're like you're saying they that's that was a that was a worked match that they were making look like a shoot fight. Yeah, but that wasn't bad. That wasn't like they were actually like just fucking in a headlock for twenty minutes, you know? What right. I mean? Which is what the which is what real fights look like, and they're fucking boring. Yes, no, real fights are boring. What I'm saying is that there are. Look, I tried been, to watch boxing once. It fucking sucked. Boxing is terrible. Um, it's not like the movies at all. <laughs> you watch like Rocky, you think like, oh, that's boxing. Oh, no, it's not. Um. I'm just sitting there watching the rounds click down, thinking, when does that guy die? Okay. I I heard this, and, and I want to throw it out there, though. Instead of Conor McGregor doing a fight camp and actually getting in shape to fight this dude, if they did something in a WWE ring, it allows Conor McGregor to get his personality out there. He's always talked about working at WrestleMania. And he's always talked about working with the WWE because he's a big fan. So could you do this with them 
as a little segment at WrestleMania. Maybe he does like a hip toss or something. I don't know. <laughs> or he just clocks him in the mouth. Like, I'm not saying book a match. I'm saying, like, you could have a segment and I wouldn't be opposed to it. Eh. <laughs> I mean, either way, I don't give a shit. That's fine. That's fine. In fact, to the, to the point that in my notes, what I wrote down was some UFC bullshit. <laughs> All right. The other thing with uh, keeping with the TKO uh, influence, a lot of sponsors. We now have a last match of the night every week, yeah. but it's – and I don't mind that the segment is sponsored. It's just weird because it's called One More to Go, and I'm like, you make it sound like we're trying to get through. <laughs> I mean, because it's, it's, it's not Capital One. I think it's Credit One. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's I, just I, I don't care who sponsors it. It's I think it's branding. great that this sponsors. No, that's fine, but the, and it's not. What, <laughs> I, well, the way the way you say it, yeah, but it's also we got one more to go. Well, one more to go. <laughs> I, I suppose it depends on what the main event is. Um, there, there, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> this week, though, this week I think it was we got one more to go. Sure, uh, but we'll sure. get there. We will. Uh, <laughs> oh God! Because you skipped right over Truth Line. I don't. Yeah, no. Um, I mean, credit credit to them for finally allowing their backstage presenters to have personality again and not be not just be like, "Hey, Seth, what do you think about this?" and then disappearing from the frame completely because Seth is just going to cut a promo. To their credit, they finally have the right people to do it. They have Jackie Redman, they have Kathy Kelly, both, and on the other show they have Caleb Braxton. Both are uh, all three are phenomenal at showing that personality, and I love it. For a few years, everybody they had back there was fucking bland as toast. All right? Like Byron. <laughs> it's like it was um, just a sign hanging below the camera that just said, hey, talk now. <laughs> hey, name, what do you think about name? No, not even what do you think about name. Hey, name. Hey, hey name, we just saw name. Your thoughts. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, thank God for a little personality. But anyway, okay. Uh, I'm dreading where you want to go next because there's one thing that's sticking out in my mind. But but you go ahead. You go first. Let's talk about I mean, there was an eight-man tag. Oh, that was that was forgettable. The awesome, the, <laughs> the, the awesome DIY truth versus Judgment Day. Uh, um, I will give credit... <laughs> as we usually do to the WWE graphics department, because during the recap of this on Truthline, the little putting putting the picture of our Truth backstage with DIY and flashing not Shawn Michaels, not Triple H, that was funny. That was good. That had nothing to do with with our Truth. That was funny. Sure. Our Truth is fucking stupid, and I hate him, and I need him to retire. By the way, fuck off my TV. And I hate to, I hate to bring it up, but our truth thinking that Kevin Owens was the Miz, that one really didn't make sense to me on Friday no, night. No, but you see, it's funny because he's no, stupid. But he knows what Miz looks like. He talks to Miz on the phone. 
He literally was FaceTiming with him. But no, 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 no. Sal, Sal, hear me out here. Sal, hear me me out here. It's funny because he's stupid. Is he stupid or does he have, like, um, CT? It's funny because he's (laughs) stupid. Okay, CT it is then. All right. Um, No, wait, okay, let's move on. (laughs) Uh, We had a backstage thing with Sammy, nothing new there. Uh, Oh, I heard an interesting thing about Sammy, and I absolutely hate it. Okay. Sammy Zayn, your next Intercontinental Champion. Why why are you making square face at that? No, he's literally been cutting promos about, I am a world champion, I will be a world champion, and now we're going to put him in a program with Gunther at Mania? No, I hope not. It just doesn't fit. Uh, and then Sal. Oh, Sal. Uh-oh. Those those women, Sal, they be yapping. Oh, my God, those, this th- segment. Those, those women, Sal, they be yapping. <sighs> oh, but, you look at you being all cool but, using uh, that phrase that my daughter used. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he be yapping. I, see, I was, ma- I was making a, a riff on the uh, women be shopping from uh, the fucking 90s. But... Um, <laughs> Honestly, though, honest, ser- ser- serious question, like like serious question, though, what did you think of Becky's hat? I mean, that's a hat. Do you know? Do you know the first thing I thought of? Cowboy Dean Ambrose. Uh, close. You you're <laughs> close with the cowboy, but different cowboy. Because uh, the first thing that popped into my head was, it's a big hat. It's a funny hat. That's exactly where I was going. <laughs> big hat. And a big hat. Look, it's a funny hat. Big hat. Yeah. Oh, no. You know what else it Bert, reminded me of? Burt Reynolds. Yeah, that's not my name. It reminded me of Jake Hager's uh, good hat. Look at my hat. Look at the hat. Turd Ferguson. Yeah, what do you want? You buzzed in. Yeah, no, I didn't. Anyway. Uh, worst part about this segment... <clears throat> And that's saying something. Worst part about this segment, uh, and this is uh, this is the, the moment of this week that I'm glad Jason's not here, um, because we got the return of undefeated. At which she point she didn't hang on it. She didn't hang on. At it. which point I wrote into my notes in all capital letters, "Don't bring that back." Oh, she just did it as a throwaway and a little wink-wink to whoever remembers that. Throw this whole segment away. No, she wasn't. It, you're acting like she she really like hung on it like she used to. She kind of just did it. I didn't. If she makes it a thing, we're gonna have a problem. I promise <laughs> that. But I don't think she, I, I, I don't think it's a thing. Stop trying to make it a thing. No, this, this was terrible. This this was. Okay. Why do they do this? Every time there's a multi-woman match. They, they every time one of them starts talking and then all of a sudden everybody's out there well no we gotta go one by one i mean first every time <sighs> they do it in nxt when they're like i don't know who she's gonna face for the title next <laughs> every time I mean, you mostly have it right, except for, you know, 
they they hit the music first. They'll finish the sentence and then someone's music will hit and then that person will come out and they'll be interrupted by someone else's music. Yeah, and we keep going. You know. It's never good. I okay. I would like to point out that you said that they do it every time with the women. And they do. But they also do it with the men, and it's just as bad. They do it with the men. They don't do it every time. No, but when they do it with the men, it is just as bad. <sighs> Especially if Money in the Bank comes around. Oh, I dread those. I dread those go-home shows because I know we're going to get eight fucking music cues and eight people walking down that ramp. No, even better than that is <laughs> for Money in the Bank is when we open Raw... With six ladders in the ring and six men sitting on top of six ladders in the ring for no fucking reason whatsoever. To be fair, I think they only did that once. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, no. Okay, so here's the thing. First of all, Becky comes out there and talks a whole bunch of nothing. I'm sorry, but it's true. I love Becky. Again, I feel like I'm sitting here every week saying that there's something missing for me for Becky. But it is, it, it, it is so very strange. To have Becky, whose chief story right now is, I need to win this match to face Rhea at WrestleMania and win this title. I need this title. And to start the promo with, hey, you guys like my hat? I'm doing a new thing. I'm a hat thing now. I got a hat thing now. You like my hat? Like, you've lost the plot. And that's my issue with Becky is is that what she is saying sounds very believable to her character wise, but it's tough for me to buy it. And maybe, maybe that's setting up Rhea retaining at Mania. It's a possibility. But right now, Liv Morgan is telling a better story. Hell. Fucking Bianca Belair is telling a better story. Those are two people I feel like I could get behind to win the chamber. They're not going to. But Becky is going to win, and I feel like we've set up this whole Becky versus Rhea thing for months, like going all the way back to them running into each other backstage on Raw multiple times. And it's like a foregone conclusion. Like, I get it. It's the chamber. It's going to be violent. But, like... Becky's going to win, and I don't care. You haven't done enough for me to care. I don't. I feel like I should care more. I feel like I should be like, go get him, Becky, but I'm not. I'm just like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> it's very... <clears throat> it's, 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 it's tonally just mismatched. It doesn't make a lot of sense. You know what's funny is last year I thought Charlotte and Rhea did a great job building their feud going into Mania. Um, and it was the opposite. It was like, oh, am I going to be interested in this? They already did it before. And it was like, no, they did a great job with this. Because when Rhea says that she needs to win the title, you felt it. Everything that Rhea did last year going from Rumble to Mania – you felt it, and especially because when, when in that in that instance when Charlotte won the Rumble, she challenged Rhea for the NXT Championship mm-hmm. at COVID at COVID Mania, yeah, and took the title off of Rhea. That's right. What what is 
there's not there's not that history here to make this story that compelling. No, and you I feel like they are dancing around the fact that Becky's story is that she is she she has been losing and she needs to prove it to herself. And you say go, sorry. I was just gonna say, go all the way. Say have Becky say I don't know if I'm the man anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, pull it out. Like, make it seem like she's getting older and this is passing her by. And maybe, maybe everybody in the division is just too athletic for her now. And you say, you say, you know, this is all very predictable to the point, And they made this point on Raw that they're, com- they're, they're completely overlooking Naya. Uh, yeah, McAfee had to be like, oh, that's it. Yeah, doesn't win. Because you're going... <clears throat> you're going into the chamber assuming that Becky's going to win, Rhea's going to win, and then Becky's going to win at Mania. And so you don't, you're not even giving Nia Jax a passing fucking glance. Because you've written this in such a way that it wouldn't make sense. And that's the problem. You have multiple people in the chamber talking about a personal vendetta against Rhea Ripley. And rightfully so. She's fucked over a lot of people on her way to the top. But again, you having Nia come out at the end of that segment and and destroying everybody, it really doesn't do anything. (laughs) Raquel, Liv, Becky, all of them have reasons to go at Rhea Ripley. Mm -hmm. None of them, other than Becky... Have really have a reason to go at Nia Jax. Right. So you have a title match on Saturday. It doesn't really matter. No, no, it doesn't. Especially when you're, when you are literally booking this as Heroes Homecoming against the big show. <laughs> or, or fucking, um, I don't know, Big Van Vader. Like, it's just that typical, like, here's a mountain of a... That's not a fucking, you know... Here's a mountain of a challenger, and Rhea's going to overcome it because she's the hometown hero. (laughs) Well... (laughs) Well, it's Nia. Shinsuke, Shinsuke cut a promo on Sammy. I'm starting not to care. I don't remember what it said. Chad Gable versus Ibar. Now, Chad Gable should be the one that gets the title shot against Gunther Mania. Mm-hmm. And this a, might have set that up. That was a hell of a match. Yeah. It's a, it was a great win for Chad. Made Chad look like a million bucks. I was going to say, because he also... They, because gave us moments of him deadlifting Ivar mm-hmm. in a German suplex. <laughs> We've talked about on this show how since uh, Eric got injured, that you can see though that they they've really been kind of building and pushing Ivar, and now they put Chad over Ivar in this in this match here. So that makes Chad even. <laughs> That's right. I am all for getting back on the Chad Gable train going into Mania. Chad versus Gunther. Give me all of it. 
God damn it. Uh-oh. Chad, Chad. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Shoosh, shoosh. I don't really do the shoosh anymore. That's all right. That's all right. I don't care. That was perfect. <laughs> uh, backstage with Drew, and then we talk to the New Day, and then your main event. One match to go. Uh, I do like that Drew's like, he's running with the whole I'm the savior of WrestleMania thing. For, and this is something I had to explain to my wife while I was watching Raw this week, for the Gunter Continental Championship, uh, Gunter versus Jay Uso. You know what I wasn't expecting? What? I wasn't expecting Gunther to fucking give a cold, dead stare to McAfee as he was bouncing during Jay's <laughs> entrance. And McAfee just to be like... <laughs> um, yeah, I, had, I, I was watching this on the TV with uh, the wife was there. And, uh, I, I had, to, had to give her a primer on uh, Gunther and uh, Gunter versus Walter, and what the differences were, and why I was not really a fan of Walter, but we're big fans of Gunter now. Um, you know, it's it, I, I was I was admittedly a fan of Walter from when he showed first showed up in NXT UK. In fact, I really liked his debut, um, and I thought he had really great matches with with Pete Dune and Tyler Bate, or excuse me, New New Catch Republic. But I uh, I I really like this much better than whatever Walter was. This person is entertaining. He he delivers fantastic matches, but he knows how to make it look like the other guy might have a chance now. Yeah, really, so- really like light years ahead of where Walter was. 100%. Now, we, we've, I'm sure we've had this discussion on the show before, but to me, and I, I said this on Spot of NXT when it happened, um, and I got shit online for it, the Walter versus Ilya match, to me, was not the fucking groundbreaking, barn-burning match of the century that everybody online said it was. Because in that time period, uh, when Walter when, when was Walter, um, <laughs> to me, he was very dull. Very one-dimensional. Walter was very dull. Walter was just, I'm going to slap the shit out of your chest, and I'm going to leave you looking like hamburger. And that was it. This is different. Walter, so different. Walter came over, became Gunter, and if what I'm hearing is true, poor Gunter. Yeah. Um, lost a bunch of weight. Yep, that helps because his speed is definitely uh, increased. And became and and became a a much more well-rounded professional wrestler. I also think um, he wasn't there immediately. I think oh, it, yeah. did take, it did take a few months into his reign before he started getting comfortable and really started getting good. And I mean, uh, and I mean, yes, as Walter, he was doing the the you know the the, the the big splash off the top rope. It's not to say that Walter was only ever doing chops. Sure, but Gunter has just elevated himself. 
and has built a, a, a much wider repertoire of moves to, that he does and is just a far more interesting character and interesting performer and entertaining performer uh, to me than, than Walter ever was. So I Walter, 100% agree with I you. I found Walter very, very boring. I, for me, I wouldn't go that far, but I do agree with you. But also I would like to point out, and this goes for any young wrestler out there, okay? You can learn the moves. You can learn how to make the moves look good. You know what I remember? You know what I take away? You know what sticks in my mind and does more for character development? is deep into the match, Walter's screaming at Jay, I told you this was going to happen. You're nothing. I'm going to beat you so bad you're going to look like your brother again. Like, that to me is worth a thousand moonsaults. Okay? That is how you get a baby face over. <laughs> because what did Jay do as soon as Walter started berating him 20 minutes into the match? He fired up and the crowd came right with him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing. Gunther sells more than Walter ever did. So, um, yeah, match was fucking fantastic. As 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 to the surprise to the surprise be. of no one. Um, um well, we should mention what? that there was a backstage segment uh, after the Drew Cody match where Cody was in the medical room. Adam Pierce came up to him and you know was like, "Cody, you okay?" And he's like, no, "I'm good. I'm good." And he's like, you know, I threw Jay, I, I threw Jimmy out of the building. That right, was Adam Pierce said that. Right. We, we yeah, we didn't we didn't go into specifics. Cody lost the match because Solo hopped on the apron and spiked him, and yeah. Uh, so, but according to Adam Pierce, he threw the bloodline out of the building. That's what he said. Hmm. Looks like he just threw Solo out of the building because you know that doesn't work. They have black hoodies. They sneak back. <clears throat> That's true. You can go, you can get, if WWE has taught me anything, it's that you can sneak into anywhere as long as you're wearing a black hoodie. I'm not going to give a ticket anymore. I go to a live event. I'm just going to yep, put, just put on, just put on a black hoodie. <laughs> pull those, like, what? This is how Jimmy Uso gets in. Pull, uh, that, pull that drawstring on the hood. Pull that really tight. Mm-hmm. They'll probably think I'm Jimmy Uso. They'll be like, oh, it's just Jimmy Uso. It's a little bit late. It's all right. So... Unfortunately, I knew uh, the results before I ended up watching the match. I didn't watch the match till the next day. Um, I fell asleep. I'm getting old. It is what it is. So when Jimmy interfered, I was like, oh, you know, it was kind of. See, I knew I knew that Gunter had retained the title. I didn't know anything about the actual finish of the match. All right, so let me ask you, when he goes off the top rope with that Uso splash, what are you thinking? Like, I was I was thinking they were actually going to have Gunther kick out. You know? I was like, yeah, it's a splash at the end of the day. <laughs> right? But instead, as the ref is counting, the bell starts ringing, which, of course, makes the ref go, What the fuck? I can't compute this. I don't know what's going on. I didn't ring the bell. Malfunction, malfunction. <laughs> An AI ref. 
I mean, it makes sense if you consider time limits, but we don't have time limits in WWE anymore. Not for a championship match. I mean, they may occasionally throw out a time limit here and there, like a TV time, but not really. <laughs> so, yeah, so the bell rings like 65 times and everybody's confused, and then there's some guy in black hoodie with the hood pulled down over his face, and he's ringing the bell, and lo and behold, oh, my God, I'm shocked, it's Jimmy Uso. And then Jay jumps on Jimmy while Jimmy's getting supposedly escorted out by security. And then Jay gets back in the ring, and I, I don't know if he walked into a clothesline, but it doesn't fucking matter. Walter beat him. <laughs> and it's because of Jimmy. And then after the bell, Jimmy beat the living shit out of Jay. There was no solo, though. And there was no um, pilmanizing of the ankle spot, which is what I thought they were going to do. With Jay and Jimmy was, you know, not only is Jimmy costing him the title, but he's going to injure him going into Mania. But we haven't gone there yet. For now, for now, Jimmy right. just cost him the belt. So what do you think? Does it does it do everything you need it to do to make you hate Jimmy Uso <laughs> and get ready and get ready to support Jay going into Mania? I appreciate, like you mentioned, that Gunter didn't kick out. Hmm. There was no there was no kick out on the splash. None. Not even after the bell started tolling. Mm-hmm. Um, so it really does still, you know, it, it, it makes Gunter look fa- fallible. And it really kind of bumps up, like we talked about with Chad and Ivar, it really kind of bumps up Jay. I mean, like, oh, he he could have pinned. He, beat he, him. he could, yeah, he, he, should, he should be Intercontinental Champion right now. And end the 600 and... What are we at? 18 at this point, they ring. Um, so I think they, they accomplished that goal very, very well. Um, and in terms of setting up Jimmy versus Jay for Mania, I think this is a very good... Uh, a very good stop along the way. Because um, as it was brought up on on another show that we listened to, Jimmy has now cost Jay the Intercontinental Championship, the Tag Team Championships, and the Ubu title. So anytime <clears throat> since since Jay left the bloodline and and struck out on his own on, on Raw, anytime well almost like he did win the tag titles at one time, but anytime there's been a chance for Jimmy to do for for Jay to do anything to to if you want to say make a name for himself and put himself in the record books, Jimmy's been there to be like fuck you brother. And I think that's the, I think that in and of itself is a fantastic story. I agree. Jimmy has got to or Jackie could do that. Jay has got to rid himself of this albatross around his neck in the form of his brother. And I think I think that is just that's a that is a hell of a compelling story all on its own. Credit to Michael Cole again, who who was quick to point out the jealousy of Jimmy Uso. 
very nicely done by Cole because it it's something that obviously we can see, but when you put it out there and you state it, it just it makes Jimmy like this horrible, horrible, uh, despicable human being, and I love it. Mm-hmm. Also, um, I don't think anybody has cost any one person that many championships since like. Vince McMahon had cost Steve Austin God knows how many championships. <laughs> I also appreciate that we've moved away from Jimmy being. We we really just kind of put the, the kibosh on the whole. Is is Roman going to let Jimmy back in? Is Jimmy you know part yeah, of yeah, yeah. this we're, kind we're of done with that. It, just, it didn't even have an ending. It just goes kind of like yeah, this isn't working. Yeah, he's there. It's fine. So. Yeah, well, we moved past that because it didn't make no sense to do it in the first place, at least the way they did it. That being said, um, I also enjoy that for this segment. Yes, first of all, it is it is poetic that Solo cost Cody the match against Drew with a Samoan spike because obviously that's what he did at Mania last year. So it continues the thought process that Cody has to overcome those demons. And good luck, because they're still just as good as they were last year. I like the fact that Solo wasn't out there for the main event, because this is Jimmy's deal. It's personal, even though they're all brothers. This is his twin brother. I got it. This is just between him and Jay. I got it. Cody goes to the main event of Mania. Yeah. And he's wearing a neck brace, right? He's going to protect himself against the thumb. And Solo shows up, and Solo tries to thumb him, and goes, oh, oh, and Cody pulls out a steel plate from the neck brace. How <laughs> very like, Clint Eastwood of him. It's like D'Lo Brown's <laughs> chest protector, but it's a neck brace. I mean, you could do that, or <laughs> when Solo shows up in the crowd, you could have Cody grab him by the shirt, throw him over the guardrail, and stomp the shit out of his hand like 45 times. <laughs> I'd be good with that, too. Or like when China <laughs> tried to low-blow Road Dog, but Road Dog was wearing a cup. Remember that? It's gonna be like, I remember be like, that. Just like that. I'd be I'd be down for Cody pilmanizing Solo's hand. Right. Right. <laughs> In fact, do it the night before uh, the SmackDown before Mania. That'd be amazing. He can put it in the, the little handle at the top of the stairs, and it can get stuck there, even though there's no okay. fucking way it would get stuck there. Okay. I thought you were going to be more positive. Shane Baszler. <laughs> All right. Nothing else from Raw? Nothing else from Raw. All right. Let's go over to NXT. Ah. <sighs> Opening match, Lexus King versus Obafemi for the North American Championship. I kind of thought this match already happened, but it's okay. Now, you had talked about, you had talked last week about, uh, oh, is Lexus King just a loser? Uh, and he did, in fact, lose again. But uh, it makes sense that way. But what would you think? Well, Lexus King was uh, distracted, wasn't he? Didn't somebody come out there? I forget who. Yes, thank God. Thank God we were able to cut to Robert Stone and Von Wagner's locker yes. room. Yes, At the did. very moment, Robert Stone was like, I'm going to go out there. Um, and, and thank God. Stone, Von- come on, Stone. Stone, you said <laughs> no, you weren't going to do it. No, it's... 
Stone, it's not worth it. That was what it was. And, yeah, thank God Von Wagner put in such effort to stop Robert Stone from going out to ringside. Also, that's why I didn't remember who interfered, because Lexus King walked out of the ring and fucking decked Robert Stone he, in the face. He didn't. He shoved him. So he was, okay, he shoved him down to the ground. Yes. So he was a non-factor. But yet, oh, look, I mean, it's Literally. Von Wagner, you useless fucking prick. They're in the locker room watching the TV, and Stone goes, I'm going out there. And he walks off, and all Von Wagner does is go, Stone, it's not worth it. And then just goes back to watching TV. <laughs> you useless prick. <sighs> hey, Stone, Stone. Stone, it's not worth it. You got your whole life ahead of you. Oh, I know you don't watch sports ball because fuck all that. But did you happen to anybody? Has anybody tagged you in the Christopher Walken Super Bowl commercial? Nope. Holy shit! No, nope, we need to uh, we need to do that right now. Um, this will you make start. This will make for interesting, entertaining. Podcast. You start. You keep talking about NXT. I'm going to. I'm going to find the commercial and tag you. But just, go ahead. And then I'll watch it later. Um. So we go. We go to the back. Uh, where Thea Hale, J.C. Jane, and some new chick whose name I do not know. Uh, are talking about Thea's date, Thea's Valentine's Day date with Briley Prince. Oh, Jasmine Nix. That's sure. the girl you don't know. Uh, and Ariana uh, Grace sneaking around in the back like a weirdo. Uh, Thea fucked up her date because she took JC's advice too literally and was playing hard to get on the date. Ha <laughs> um, When Ariana approaches them, and Ariana gives Thea Hale good advice. Ariana's advice was good advice. She was just she was just being a bitch about it. So they were I like, don't know if you can call it good advice when she's literally creeping on them as they're having a conversation well, no, she between was the three of them. She was definitely creeping, but the like the actual advice that she gave Thea was good advice. Um, but anyway, JC JC challenges her to a match later. Um, Lyra, Valkyrie, and Tatum are in Lyra's locker room. Lyra. So Am I, to, am I to believe that Thea Hale never had a relationship in high school? Is that what they want me to believe? That this girl is pretty much a virgin at like 19 years old? Mm-hmm. I'm not buying it. Oh, I didn't know what to do, so I sat on my phone the whole time because you told me not to be too available. I was like, that is the dumbest thing that you're asking me to believe between her and Briley. <laughs> It it kind of it kind of fits the Thea Hale character though. Yeah, it does. Forced. It does. Yeah, sure. She's a guy. Oh, it's okay for her to be a moron, but not Archer. Okay. Anyway, it's a different kind of moron. That's your episode title. She's not. <laughs> Thea Hale is not walking up to fucking uh, who somebody else and talking to that person like it's jc jane yet yet anyway so 
Lyra Lyra bribes Tatum with a surprise if she stays in the back during the main event. Uh, which she did, so I guess we'll find out next week what her surprise is. Um, she probably, like, got her a trip. Imagine if she got her tickets for, like, a cruise and was like, here you go, it's a Southeast, South, uh, Eastern Asia, Asia cruise. It's going to take you away from WWE for three months. Bye-bye. Have fun. Oh, yeah, by the way, you're going by yourself. Uh, then we get yet another attempt for the Wolf Dogs to celebrate their uh, Dusty Classic and uh, Tag Team title victory. Um, I did actually enjoy this. I do like the fact that even when they get along, they're still arguing. Yeah. That makes me happy. So I hit. So you hit the end of days, and I hit the spear. Spear of days. Spear of days. Spear of days. That's... I mean, it makes no goddamn sense, but that, sure. That, Spear of Days. That makes I think that makes me feel the way Jason felt when we were calling uh, when we were calling them Slino. Ooh, that's a pull. <laughs> that's a deep cut. Um, but then uh, here's the uh, problem with Spear of Days. It's not because there's no way you can spear somebody while they're getting an no, end of days. Not at all. So maybe don't put that out into the universe. So then, as is tradition. Out come uh, teams that want their tag title shots. We get uh, Chase and under Jason Duke Hudson. We get uh, Fraser and Axiom. Whoa, 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 whoa. First of all, <clears throat> Andre Chase and Duke Hudson come out there, and they have a legitimate gripe. Hey, the former champs promised us a title match. It's not our fault they the, lost. The former champs. Uh, and then Nathan Fraser and Axiom come out there, and it's like, okay, okay. And I think Duke Hudson called it perfectly. He was like, Ew, actually, we have a title shot. <laughs> <laughs> Duke Hudson roasted Nathan Frazier. That was amazing. <laughs> that, I, that, that, that voice is appropriate, especially given the fact Nathan Fraser at the end of it tried to tried to tie in his his catchphrase that isn't a catchphrase, and this is also the name of his knockoff last week tonight show that they. Uh, oh, what's it called? Very rarely, occasionally put on NXT. Uh, cold, cold hard hitting truth or something. And that's yeah, I don't know. It, it's. I think in his mind it sounds like when right. L.A. Knight says, and that's not a promise, that's just a fact of life. But when Nathan Frazier says it, it's like, well, actually. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. Um, but, yes, out comes the uh, least believable GM in WWE right now uh, to make a number one contendership match for later on tonight. Oh, God, she is really that bad, huh? It's 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 not working for me. It's I, not for me either. I don't believe it. She has no gravitas as hey, general manager. Hey, Duke, you know who can make a match? Me, Ava. You gotta stick, you gotta stick your teeth out. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're gonna have a match where you two are going to fight you two, and the winner gets a tag team title shot at Roblox or Stand and Deliver. I'm, sh I'm not sure which one. 
Probably Ho- roadblock. Holla, holla. Oh, wait. Um, uh, we're backstage with Roxanne, so so she can cut another heel promo. Slightly better this week, but still not great. It was a little bit better this week. Now, I think it was a pre-tape. It was less, it was less whiny. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'll take it. It was more vicious, so I do appreciate that. And I actually, I, I had noted that. I was like, oh, this is much better. This is much better than being a whiny, complainy little, I didn't get my title job. Right. Um, and her match versus Ren Sinclair. Ren's uh, one-legged, one-legged Adidas pants were, was, well, that was a choice. Yeah, wow. Tell me you're a jobber without telling me you're a jobber. Anybody who's ever had one full leg, pant leg, and the other one as shorts, man, that is some jobber gear right there. And when Zack Ryder did it, he did it way before he was anything special. He did it when he was, like, coming out of the Edgeheads tag team. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, here's, here's one thing I wanted to point out is that I was very impressed, even though Roxanne Perez isn't necessarily good at promos or acting. She's good at a heel character in the ring. Like, her facial expressions during this match, where she was, like, mean-mugging and, like, shoving Ren's face into the mat and, like, slapping her. I was like, yes! Yes! That's the crazy Roxanne Perez I need. That's the one I want. Um, Don't let her talk. Don't ever give that girl a microphone. But but in ring, she knows she gets it. Uh, we then go back to the metaphor, uh, where they are interrupted in their lounge by... Catch point. Catch point. Right. Um, the catch clause. Catch clause. That, that just seems really unfair to me. How, who, whoever made up their contract that allowed them to have that clause is just, that's, that, hmm. Not Paul Heyman, I'll they tell you sh- that much. They should get, they, that, they should get a raise. That's, that catch clause says you don't know which one of us you'll face until that night. Until we're all in the ring at the same time. Right. I'm like. That doesn't seem fair at all. And even Noam Dahl was like, how is that fair? What the fuck? <laughs> uh, Josh Briggs versus Brooks Stanson. Which one at catch point do you think gets it? Uh, Charlie. I'll vote Charlie. Really? I'll vote Charlie. I don't think they start with Charlie. I think they start with uh, Damian Kemp. Maybe. Hasn't he already had? Possibly. Yeah. Anyway, Josh, 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 As I said earlier, again, I ask, why is Josh the asshole here? They um, they downplayed it this week. Um, you had Byron talking, Byron and Vic Joseph at different points saying how Josh Briggs was just trying to show that tough love, and then they didn't make him sound like such an asshole this week. Yeah, I after the match, after Brooks got the after uh, Brooks took the pin after the the, the clothesline from Hell, um, and Josh was walking to the back. And he yelled something to the effect of, Right, those guys, you're my brother, I love you. I don't want this to be another Brooks Jensen wears a nice shirt and glasses for two weeks. And then is back to, Oh, we're friends again. Um, 
I don't think they'll be friends again. I would I I would love for that to be the closing door of this I, yes, story between need, those two. This this needs to be an actual split. And and I'm fine with it because and then you push Josh Briggs to the moon. You push Josh Briggs to the moon. But also okay, Brooks Jensen, you found that fire. You did give him a good a good showing. Now go do it against someone else. Go do it against. I'm pretty soon he'll have nothing to do. Go do it against Baron Corbin. <laughs> <laughs> Brooks Jensen, I'm a sad cowboy. I'm such a I'm sad, sad, sad cowboy. <laughs> Been a sad sack of shit ever since Kiana James broke his fucking heart for some mystery guy named Sebastian. <laughs> Since we never got closure on who Sebastian is, in my head it's just the horse from Parks and Rec. Oh, I thought it was Axiom. Nah. <laughs> Joe Gacy. Joe Gacy still in his uh still in his straight jacket. And apparently, and apparently locked in Shawn Michaels' old office. Mm. Uh He's locked up somewhere. That just made me laugh when he, when they, you know, die jags there and they, and Crucifino shows up. And I think go to hell Crucifino is a very apt statement really at any point in the evening, but they, they, they cut back to the other, the other shot and Gacy's smashing his face against the window. And you can see plain as day that it's just one of the regular old office doors from backstage at the fucking performance center. Well, okay, Let, let's break this down a little bit. First of all, I appreciate Joe Gacy's commitment. That that was some some crazy shit. Like the the way his um the way he portrayed his craziness and shoving his face against. I enjoyed that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. You got to you got you got to stay down this business. I thought he did a good job. I'm not I'm not shading Joe Gacy here. I'm shading why Dijak is in kayfabe um imprisoning someone. In the locker room where Luca Crucifino can just walk up to him and be like, hey, what are you doing there? That's a little weird. Yeah. (laughs) When they do these things where they try to make somewhere in the PC look like somewhere that's not the PC, they either either don't go nearly far enough, like in this instance, or they go so far that they go completely around to the other end and it just looks ridiculous – like that backstage brawl with Braun Breaker and Baron Corbin where they ended up in Shawn Michaels' office because <laughs> when they went through that obviously fake wall. Look, I understand that NXT probably doesn't get the budget that the main roster does, okay? That was the thing about when they were full set. They had, they had access to those sets, and those were great. But, my God, man. 30, 40 years ago, uh, 35 years ago, whatever it was, god damn it, you brought Jake Roberts and you brought the Ultimate Warrior into a crypt of some sort, complete with like a pit of snakes. What the? You you would go on location and shoot these things. Why do we have to do everything in just the backstage area, just dress it up and make it look like, a like oh, this is a fucking holding cell for a crazy person? No, it's not. You put up a curtain, and Luca Crucifino just walked over from catering. The fuck? 
give me some on-site stuff. You do it on the main roster. You can do it in NXT. Hell, when the when the, um, the fa- well, not the family. What the fuck was the family's on site sometimes at their fake little restaurant. No, but Johnny when Johnny Gargano and um, why am I blanking on what their little group name was? The way. The way. Thank you. We had those those amazing segments at Johnny and Candace's house. Yeah, <laughs> that was something great. different. That was good. Um, we had segments with Johnny at his gym back in Cleveland. I think it was when uh, Adam Cole showed up. And there's something involving a pizza. <laughs> Speaking of on-location shoots, we had Carmelo at the barbershop. Now, that was nice. That was nice. I love the fact that all the people that they were friends with, none of them were there. And Melo was like, here I am, but this time I'm alone. Don't matter to me. I'm still the best this business ever seen. And I like the fact that he said, I got you before you could get me. Nice. I like I like when he said, I put your name first in Trick Mellow Gang as a, as a courtesy. That was nice. That was a good touch. Um... Everything Mellow said was on point. Yeah, it was definitely it was definitely that, and not the fact that Mellow Trick Gang doesn't sound like anything at all. That's true. But no, I thought Mellow did a fantastic job. Obviously, I cannot wait, and I feel like it's gonna happen at Roadblock. <clears throat> I cannot wait for Trick to return during the Mellow Dragon Off match. Oh. Holy shit, the pop! <laughs> It'll be nice, especially if they play his theme first. Which they will. They will. Which is fine. <laughs> <sighs> um, JC Jane versus Ariana Grace, and then JC's all happy celebrating with new friend whose name you told me and I've already forgotten. Jasmine, Jasmine Lynx, Nate Nix, Jasmine Nix. Thea's getting jealous. Thea's getting jealous. Well, how did well how the hell did Thea get replaced? I thought her and JC were best friends. I'm just as confused as Thea is. <laughs> So Thea goes and talks to Fallon Henley. And they're apparently part of the Lonely Hearts Club. Apparently. (laughs) Fallon goes, let me tell you about something that happened last year around this time. Well, you know something. Mean Gene. Thea, I can relate. You know, back. Back a year ago, I was going through something similar. What is this voice? <laughs> and, you know, and then you see, and you turn on the TV, and you see your two brothers out there fighting and scrapping. And it just breaks my heart. <laughs> <laughs> That's how this felt like to me. I was like, okay, Fallon. Oh my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It just breaks my heart. <laughs> Oh, bless your heart. <laughs> and I told him, don't break my heart. My achy breaky heart. <laughs> I just don't think you'd understand. <laughs> um, I, I don't really care. I, I Look, I love Fallon Henley. I thought I was just starting to enjoy her feud with Tiffany. And it was almost like it ended too quick before, <laughs> before it got off the ground. And I know they did the whole Tiffany was working at a stable thing, and that was kind of funny. But that seemed like a kind of like a weak note to go out on. Like, I wish I got more between those two. 
So now you're directionless for Fallon, and now this is what you got for her. Is, is she's gonna, she's gonna be Thea's good friend because Ariana Grace is a loser, so obviously it can't be her. <laughs> it's feels like we replaced Ariana Grace pretty quickly. Most because Ariana's a heel. Is she though? <laughs> yes. Like you said, she's stuck up for Thea. <laughs> No, but she did it in a bitchy way. Uh, She's a heel. Uh, the family did something. I don't fucking know. The family? Okay. The family are a bunch of losers. <laughs> and Adriana Rizzo is sitting down to the right-hand side of the Don, and she goes, I'm sorry, Don. I really wanted to win. I really gave it my all. And he's like, eh, it's okay, Riz. Don't worry about it. Hey, it's fetching. Yeah. And then, and then Stax, because this is believable. Hey, Don, that loss is on that loss is all on me. Don't worry about it. We'll get back those tag team titles. I love that they all have the same voice. <laughs> well, <laughs> they're all the same stereotype. And... D'Angelo's like, you know what? No. We're not going to get back those tag titles. Because we've been wasting our time. We've been playing small ball. We haven't been thinking of the big picture. No, those days are done. We're going to run this family different, see? <laughs> yeah, see? I was like, now he's, gonna, he's fucking Jimmy Cagney? We're going to run this family different. And Riz, Stax, you go tell the rest of the family. And if anybody got a problem with it, you tell them to come see the Don. <clears throat> Oh, my God. <laughs> so, this new direction, I'm assuming, means Tony wants singles gold. That's, that's the only thing I can see here. That was an incredible one-man play you just did. Thank you. <laughs> that That's where we're going here, right? Is that Tony D'Angelo wants singles gold? But, next, next week, good luck. Next week, <laughs> Sal does It's a Wonderful Life. Um, oh, Merry Christmas, so, old so apparently, apparently, we're doing the we're we're revamping the the family into Tony. And this is this is Tony's serious image. So I'm assuming they're gonna come out to the ring to like, got yourself a gun and like he's gonna have like a cigar. I don't know. I guess we'll see what happens. Maybe they bring dimes back. Yeah. From the from the river. No way. It's like uh you think you think creative uh you think creative went up to him and said, Look, I'm gonna give you an offer you can't refuse. You know what I think creative said to him? I think creative said to him, Creative has nothing for you. You say I'm throwing things back to way back when. I know, right? That's like a reference from like ten, fifteen years ago. Uh, so Chase, you win and become number one contenders to the Wolf Dogs. That's fine. I was going to say, they're going to get destroyed by the Wolf ah, Well, actually, Chase, you wins, and who shows up? We talked about them earlier. Yeah, the club just, the OC just beats the shit out of both teams. Too sweet. Woo-hoo. Too sweet. Woo-hoo. Still doesn't make any goddamn sense to me, but okay. I'm, I'm for it. I, I... Rather see them down here than wasting time on SmackDown. 
Right, it's sad boy time with Ridge Holland. <sighs> Ridge, tell us what's going on. I will, and then I'm going to leave. Okay, I guess we're done here. <laughs> I don't... Yeah. Stop. This isn't working. Whatever you're trying to do at Ridge Holland is not working. Move on. Give the TV time to, like, anybody else. So then Ilya Dragunov gets a little vignette promo where his eyes turn red. He says he will he will accept Carmelo's challenge if Melo meets him face-to-face next week. Right. Uh, then Lash Legend squashes Kalani Jordan, but Kalani gets the best of Kiana James and Izzy Dame when they try to attack her after the match. Yes, because she gets all flippy-dippy like she's... I don't know. She she was like like ninety six Rey Mysterio. Like, oh, I'll just avoid all your offense and then flip around and then dive out of the ring. Ha ha ha! You'll never catch me. <laughs> and then your main event. I was very confused by all of this because I had heard that Shotzi got injured, so I'm like, how how far are we going with this? I didn't realize she got injured in the match. I thought she got injured like off camera like in real life and yeah. whatever I thought that they did a fantastic job recovering from that sure I mean they um, would give us a whole other match yeah so um, yeah so we, we go we go through the match I, it sucks that it happened right as they were going to box no I think it was the, beautiful that it happened right as they were going to box I think it worked out perfectly because it made box look real, like we have to take a commercial break because Shotzi might be hurt. Uh, except they already said they were going to break when it happened. But anyway, um, yeah. So she does this kind of. Um, uh, I'm not sure how you describe it, but it's like basically like a face buster on the apron yeah. uh, through the ropes, where, where Shotzi jumps from the apron to the floor, and when she lands on the floor, something happens, and her. Right knee gets all fucked up. Um, and we go to box, and we just see the the, the, the paramedics rushing and digging, and they, she can't stand up, and she's hopping, and it looks like she wants to go back for uh, for Lyra for something, but again, she can't support her own weight, and it just the whole thing is just terrible. Um, and we we go back, we go back to live, and Lyra and Lyra's in the ring, and Fucking Ava. <sighs> Fucking Ava comes out and, be, and says, Since Shotzi is no longer allowed to compete, which is not the phrase. Able. Able is the word you're looking for. Able to compete. Not allowed. Uh, they make it an open challenge. Uh, personally, I wanted Tatum Paxley to answer the open challenge because I thought that would have been funny as shit. Um, but no, it's, uh, Lash Legend comes back out, uh, after her squasheroo, uh, against Kalani. And they, I guess they do, they, they call a match on the fly, which is, uh, impressive. Um, and I also appreciate the backstage bit they did with Roxanne during that, because they used this to their advantage to build her shitty character as well. When they cut back to all the girls in the locker room, and she's like, what's going on? And there's an open challenge, and, she gets to answer open challenge. I can't even get a title. 
I thought that I thought that was perfect. I thought they did that so well. I think they they took this situation. This it was a shitty situation. They recovered beautifully uh, in the moment, and I thought this was I thought this was beautiful. Yeah, it was good. And and Lyra still came out looking pretty good because she beat Lash. Um, Ava Ava is what she is. I mean, what are we gonna do? Yeah. She is what she is, and what she is is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no, Lyra came out looking fine. I I know it was a freak injury, but I don't think. That Shotzi jumping out of the ring and, and trying to do a DDT on the apron was a good idea. I'm just kind of throwing it out there. Shotzi doesn't seem like, oh, fuck it, I'll just say it, talented enough to pull that off. Okay. Harsh. That's the truth. I mean, when has she ever done that move before, and why would you do it now on a TV match for the title in the main event? I, I know it was a freak thing. I know, obviously, it, the, she just landed wrong. But it's just like, there's a, nine million other things you can do. Why do you have to do that move? But whatever. I'm not, I'm not blaming her for it. I'm just saying it was her fault. Oh. <laughs> anyway. So, that was NXT. Mm-hmm. Now, I have a fun little game for us to play. Oh, and it's boy. a very quick game. You, okay. you, you warned me about this and gave me no information about what this is. So, so unfortunately, we all know that typically your short-term memory is affected by your ADHD. <laughs> you don't know who cut what promo. You don't know who was in what segment. But typically with ADHD memory, you'll remember things from a long time ago. Now, we're not going to go super long, but I'm going to give you the opportunity we're going to go back five years, and I'm going to let you, if I give you the opponent, or if I give you uh, a competitor, you give me their opponent at WrestleMania 35. I feel like this is not going to go as well as you hoped. But... <laughs> so let's start. I'm just going to make right? you look like a moron here. Okay. It was, it was 35 WrestleMania play? No, that was 31. Fuck was 35? 35 was in Giant Stadium. Alright. Okay. Again, I'll help you through this. It's not gonna be it's not gonna be completely blind. For example, we open WrestleMania 35 with the host of WrestleMania 35. That would be Alexa Bliss. First question. Who did Alexa Bliss share a WrestleMania moment with? As the as the host of WrestleMania 35? Yes, right in the opening segment of the night. Oh, it was Hulk Hogan, wasn't it? That's right. Oh, that's God. right. And and interestingly enough, because I had just watched this recently, um, people hadn't really hated him yet. <laughs> I did. Still... <laughs> I did. Still do. I'm sure you did. But, the major- but he got a pop. Maybe more because she called him out. I don't know. He did get a pop. Then, 
we go on to our first match of the night. We immediately go to our first match of the night as the advocate for the WWE champion. I'm sorry, the WWE Universal champion comes storming down to the ring. That would be one Paul Heyman, his client, Brock Lesnar, if I'm not going to be last, then I'm going to be first, and I'm going to leave this hellhole and get on a plane and go to Vegas. Who did Brock Lesnar face in the opening bout of WrestleMania 35? I don't think I got this one. Give me a hint. Uh, the match didn't even begin until Brock beat the fuck out of this person outside the ring for a good five minutes first. That doesn't tell me anything. <sighs> uh... Universal title five years ago. <laughs> You give was, up. Uh, oh, oh. oh. Was it Seth? It was Seth! Okay. Ding, 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 ding. You got it! <laughs> Seth Rollins. And he won the Universal title that night. Oh. Our second match of the evening. AJ Styles takes on the lights, but also <laughs> actually does face someone else on this night. Big, big win for AJ Styles here. Who was his opponent in match number two? Give you a hint. This match was not known for the in-ring, but for the distraction that the overhead lights were causing the MetLife Stadium crowd. <laughs> oh, this is the one that Jeff went to, isn't it? That's right. I love it. That's not a hint, by the way. If you think about what match did AJ Styles have in his career where the lighting got all fucked up, then you'll know the opponent. Yeah, okay. It was Randy Orton. Okay. <laughs> How did you not remember that? Okay. All right. This yeah, one's going to be... I couldn't get it from that amazing hint. This one's going to be a little bit tough, so this one I will give you some hints. You know, Randy Orton controls the lighting. <laughs> this one's going to be a little bit tough. I will give you some hints for this one. This one was a fatal four-way tag team match. The Apex for Electrician. The, for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. Fatal four-way tag team match, okay. The champions going in were Jimmy and Jey Uso. Shocking. Now, we had... Three other tag teams, and the first challengers are both men who are from countries in Europe. <laughs> uh, was it the bar? It was the bar. Sheamus and Cesaro. All right. Challenger number two. This mishmash of NXT champions was created shortly before WrestleMania this year. Sadly, only one of them remains with the company, although the other one might be on his way back soon. Interesting hint. NXT champions. 
Although I guess one of them was only North American champion. He had he had not actually won the NXT title. But he's the one that still remains, and you can see him every Monday night. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> well, okay. Who the fuck was Ricochet teaming with five years ago? Because it wasn't Braun Strowman. Nope. It was a team I had forgotten about. Apparently. Former NXT champion. Yeah, I got uh, I got nothing on this one. It was Alistair Black. Oh, okay. They were actually a really fun tag team. Sure. Uh, final. That's a different definition of knocking on my door. If you know what I'm talking about. All right. Final <laughs> final challengers in this match. The new day. No. Um, that would have made more sense. <laughs> uh, these two teamed very uh, very short lived tag team. Uh, one. One individual, a Bulgarian brute. The other. <laughs> okay. The other. See, these are the hints that I like, the ones that are very direct and obvious. The other hailed all the way from Japan. Who was this makeshift tag team? Rusev and Shinsuke team? Now? That's right. That's right. They don't, had a thing. Don't remember that at all. All right. Let's go to match number four. This is something I guarantee you, you will get. You will not even need much of a hint. This was a Falls Count Anywhere match between one Shane McMahon and his opponent. Who fought Shane McMahon in a Falls Count Anywhere match at WrestleMania 35? Even though you don't need it, I will give you a hint. They fought into the crowd. And off of a structure of some sort. Also, we were all blessed by his father's presence at ringside. It was the Miz. Okay. It was, in fact, the Miz. I can't remember if their, their bizarre tag team was that year or a different year. Remember when Miz's father got in the ring and, like, put his fists up? <laughs> All right. Oh, man, this is an interesting one. Now, this one is actually kind of historic, and you may remember the participants in this match. This was another fatal four-way tag team match, this time for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships. The champions, Sasha Banks and Bayley. Mm-hmm. Took on these two tremendous performers from Australia. <laughs> See, I like and the hints are obvious. Uh, I believe you would say that that, uh, well, maybe not the match itself, but uh, that team was certainly iconic. That's right. The iconics were one challenger. Uh, these next challengers come from the ONI family. Own Hawaii family, sorry. <laughs> oh for two. Uh, they are uh, definitely dominant when they when they want to be. Who? <laughs> who? I'm not touching that with a ten foot ball. <laughs> who are these? I almost just said I almost just said Namina and Taya. <laughs> 
Naya and Tamina. That's right. That's right. And nobody Mina. Their Canadian counterparts. One coming out of retirement for the, this match. The other still here, still here then, still here forever. <laughs> you know who the last uh, team was. Uh, well, if you're saying Canadian, I would say was it Trish and Natalia? <laughs> no, it was not Trish that oh. came out of retirement. It would be Beth Phoenix that oh, came out of retirement that, for this right. match. Wrong Canadian. Yes. Okay, this match I would hope that you would get. Um, it is for the WWE Championship. Champion, I'm not even going to give you his moniker, Daniel Bryan mm -hmm. against... Was this when he was in the family, and then he was out of the family, and then he was... No? This is WrestleMania, sir. He is defending the WWE Championship. I don't think Daniel Bryan defended the WWE Championship at too many WrestleManias. I told you this wasn't going to be a good game. <laughs> okay, fine. So you wanted a 30. You want, you want a moniker? He was known as the new Daniel Bryan. And he had unpopularly replaced I the remember WWE that Championship. I liked, I liked that wooden title. That was... And you don't remember who fought him. I, I will give you a hint. Oh, is this one Kofi won? That's right. Okay. <laughs> I was just going to say it took him 11 years to get to the main event of WrestleMania. 11 years! 11 years, man! All right. That was only... This, by the way, it's good to point out that this was the last time the WrestleMania was all in one night. So we're only on match six. <laughs> There's still six more. All right, match number seven. This was a forgettable match. Watch, you'll end up getting this one. This was for the United States Championship. Champion Samoa Joe against a legend for the past 20 years in this business. Been wrestling since he was 15 years old. Oh, so Rey Mysterio, okay. That's right. <laughs> Samoa Joe versus Rey Mysterio in what was, what, a two-minute match? If that was in, like, 90 seconds? <laughs> All right. Now, this is an interesting spot in the card for this person because it's nowhere near a title. Singles match. Roman Reigns. Versus whom? <laughs> Roman was the face. This was after he had to relinquish the Universal title because of his um, leukemia. Mm -hmm. And Roman had just come back after uh, he was in remission. And this individual picked a fight with him because he was a giant prick. That could be any number of people. If you ask the people in Cleveland, he may actually have a giant prick. But I, uh, you know. 
does he perhaps have a big schlongy sword of some kind? Yes, he does. <laughs> I don't think he had it then, but he that is correct. Drew McIntyre. Oh, now this next one is fun. Match number nine. I, man, I should be a dick and give you the face and not the heel, but <laughs> I'm going to make it easy for you. Match number nine, no holds barred. Batista no, versus This was uh This was oh, This tell... will help you remember. There was a, a very early in this match, this individual took a pliers out of a toolbox to rip Batista's nose ring out. I was gonna say this was uh this was Spice Girls Batista, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yeah. So that was Triple H. That was Triple H. Give me what I want! <laughs> that meme, by the way, is still amazing on that gif. All right. Uh, this match was a singles match. This is match number 10. This was... Uh, this is going to give it away, but it was Kurt Angle's final match in the WWE. Corbin Borbin. That's right. The man who retired, Kurt Angle. And in what was, unfortunately, a forgettable match, a singles match for the Intercontinental Championship, champion Bobby Lashley, the challenger, needs no introduction, especially to you. Oh. <laughs> well, in that case. Go ahead. Who's the who's one of your favorite wrestlers of all time? <laughs> and who would be challenging Bobby Lashley for the Intercontinental oh. Championship? Is that my hubsy? Yes, it is. <laughs> but it was actually the Demon Finn Balor. Oh. I forgot the Demon had a WrestleMania appearance. That's how memorable that was. And of course, our final match of the evening. Winner takes all triple threat match for both the Raw Women's Championship and the SmackDown Women's Championship. Oh, gee, I wonder. Sir, I will have you know you do have to name all three competitors in this <laughs> match. We just talked about this last week. Because uh, that amazing pinfall that ended the match mm. between Becky Lynch, Ronda Rousey, and Charlotte Flair. That's correct. You know, you did better than you would have given yourself credit for. You only got, like, two wrong. That's pretty good, man. This is a 12-match card. Yay. Want to do the pre-show for funsies? No. <laughs> Point your browser window at rundownwrestling.com. All right. Scroll down below the post for this episode to see Rhea Ripley's beautiful visage staring at you kind of creepily. Oh, that means face. From Damn this, it. From this poster. Uh, put your name in the thing where you put your name. Kind of creepily? Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Put my name up in here. Up in here? Up in here. So, let's uh. predict, shall we? This might be a little bit easy because it is, it is the chamber and we are going into mania, so there are certain things that we've, need we've, to happen. We've already talked at length about how this is, this is probably going to be a very high-scoring prediction poll for many of the participants. 
Uh, up first, the... I'll say it after. Okay. Undisputed WWE Universal Global Tag Team Championship as the Judgment Day, Finn, and a bi-vampire defend against New Banana Republic, Pete Dunn, Tyler, the Master <laughs> New Banana Republic is good, too. Judgment Day. Oh, yeah, Judgment Day's winning. Elimination Chamber match for Rhea's WrestleMania opponent. <laughs> <laughs> Boney Lynch versus Bianca Belhair versus Olivia, Olivia Snorgan versus Tiffy Time versus Naomi Uso versus Raquel Backriguez. Uh, the only people who don't have a personal vendetta against Rhea is Naomi and Tiffany. Because even Raquel does. But no, no, no. Let, let's go with uh, correctly put here. I don't like it, but it's true. Boney Lynch. Remember Wienerville? Yeah. I'm Boney. I'm Boney. So leave me alone. Uh, Women's World Championship. Mama versus Nia Snacks. Oh, it's going to be a um, Zelina Vega, Puerto Rico situation when Rhea comes up <laughs> and rightfully deserved. If she comes out in a soccer jersey, the whole place will lose their goddamn minds. And I don't even know what team is bodybuilding down there. Elimination Chamber match for Seth's WrestleMania opponent. Andrew McIntyre versus Randall Orton versus Robert Lashley versus LA might win, but probably not versus Kevin Owens versus Logan Hangman Paul. Okay. Before we decide who was going to win this match, let's talk about this chamber for a minute. It would be fun if the United States champion Logan Paul, uh, won this match as, as the, the ultimate challenger for Seth in a rematch from last year's match. I don't think they could, they just waste the United States title exactly. and Logan Paul in the World Heavyweight title match. So unfortunately, nope, Logan Paul will not be winning this match. Yeah. Next, going from the bottom up, Kevin Owens. I love Kevin Owens. There is a story that you could tell with Kevin Owens because him and Seth used to be best friends. It works better if Owens is heel though. So this is not the year. Sorry, Kevin Owens. Next up on the list, L.A. Knight. Yeah. Love L.A. Knight. Yeah. Don't think he'll be one facing Seth. No. We go up to Bobby Lashley. Now, never been more of a deserving challenger for a world championship right now than Bobby Lashley. But we have nothing here with him and Seth. Their closest uh, interaction was three years ago for the U.S. title. Cold as ice, wouldn't work. Lashley's still not even sure if he's a face or a heel. Although it would it would be interesting for Seth to have to overcome somebody like Lashley, but now, nah, not going to be Lashley. So that leaves us with two possibilities. That leaves us with Drew McIntyre, who we have seen in this current reign, face Seth twice already. And Randy Orton, who has also fought Seth at WrestleMania, albeit nine years ago. I think they could tell a beautiful story with Orton. But unfortunately, this is like the CM Punk consolation prize ladder. And it's going to be Drew McIntyre. Mm -hmm. Now, again, like I said, we've seen this. They He's fought him twice. 
So you got to give me something else. I, w- I would prefer them have some type of stip, but I don't know what you do for a Mania world title match with a stip. You can't do a steel cage. I don't think they put Seth in hell in a cell after he's just had knee surgery. Could they? Last man standing is tough for WrestleMania. No, I agree. I agree with you for all the same reasons. Um, you're not going to take the U.S. title off the table completely for WrestleMania. No. Um, plus, they can do some storytelling in the cage, and that's mm. how you get Kevin Owens versus Logan Paul for the U.S. title at Mania, and then K- KO can win the U.S. title at Mania. Um, I see. Uh, I see LA Knight getting another big shine here, but not. Not coming out on top. Maybe he's the last one with Drew McIntyre. Um, but yeah, it's going to be Drew McIntyre. Again, this feels like a very, very predictable show, but predictable does not always mean terrible. That's true. So we'll see That's what, true. We'll see what they do with it. Now, <laughs> the only thing I will say is... You can still have Drew win, but there's also an opportunity, because Lord knows that we have all wanted L.A. Knight to to hold a singles title, right? What if you spin off L.A. Knight and Logan Paul? I could very much see that happen as well. You have the Megastar versus Logan the, Paul. I don't know, what social media star, right? It could work. It yeah. could work. Sure. Uh, yeah, I could very much see that happening as well. If they, if they've already, if they've, you know, if they consider the the Logan versus Kevin thing over and done with, then absolutely that's the next, that's the next path, and that's your that's your U.S. title match at Mania. The only the only one of these matches that I could possibly see going a different way, and we talked about it earlier, and it's a very slim possibility. It's a the possibility is there. But it's like it's it's like n- nanometer thin. Is the women's elimination chamber going some some place other than Becky Lynch winning? Live. Uh, yeah, that'd be my that'd be my secondary choice there. Um, but again, very 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 slim choice chance uh, of that. I mean, it would be it would certainly make Becky's story more interesting, but it would also just leave you at a dead end with what what do you do now? But they teased this a couple of years ago and, and we will get this paid off at some point, but they, there was a point where Rhea was champ on one show and, and Bianca was champ on SmackDown or, or the other way around. Was there a and, draft? Yeah. And they had it. They had a, an in-ring segment between these two. And I, I guarantee one day we will have that match it was last year. But is there a chance they do Bianca versus Rhea? That would be marquee. I get it. The man brings more eyes to the Again, match. Again, the issue, but... the issue, and why I say it's such a slim chance that this that it goes any different is, it, yes, if Becky doesn't win the the chamber, then it does feed into her story of, you know, like you like you put it, maybe I'm not the man anymore. That you know that those feelings of of, of self doubt, but. If she doesn't win the chamber, what do you do with her for WrestleMania at that point? The only thing I can think of is you do something with Naya and you make it even more personal and you tell the story you should have told two months ago. 
But the the thing is, the only reason I bring up Bianca is because Bianca is still a very big deal, and and she still has a lot of fans around the world. So I feel like you need something big for Bianca. Now that could be Jade Cargill, could be, maybe. I don't know if you do that right away because that would be essentially Jade's first single match in the WWE, and. Even though there have been people who have debuted at WrestleMania, it hasn't always worked out for them. <laughs> Fandango on line one. Um, but yeah, Jade, Jade versus Bianca would be a money match. But there's also Jade versus Nia, which I think there's gets a, Jade over there's better. A, there's a slight difference there. Jade, what? Jade Cargill and Fandango. Oh, yeah. Yes, but I'm just saying that she would be making her one-on-one debut at Mania. And so did he. <laughs> and Fandango was a big fucking deal when he was going into that match with Jericho. Yeah, you didn't even remember it was Jericho, did you? No, I didn't. <laughs> also, fantastic leg drop off the top rope. Fandango always had, like, the best one. Yeah. Becky's not so much. <laughs> anyway. Submit your picks this week, Troy. Questions if any of us will actually be watching this at the ass crack of dawn, which is what I was going to bring up earlier. People, get your picks in. This is an emergency alert. (laughs) This episode will probably not come out till Friday midday, and the polls, so to speak, will close very quickly come Friday night into Saturday morning. So... Please, I encourage you, all of you, including those of you who wait till the last minute, get your picks in. Mm-hmm. Do that thing. Uh, that wraps up another week here. Enjoy the chamber, fellas. Well, fellas, enjoy the chamber, Adam. Yeah. I... Uh, I think it's going to be a good one. Like you said, predictable results, but my, it should be a night or a day or a morning full hot action. Hmm. And I'm sure something will occur during the Grace Waller effect. I'm sure Solo and Jimmy will be right there to kick the shit out of Seth. <laughs> Take us home. Well, I guess that means... That will smack your ass raw. I've completely forgot I, what the line was. I was going to say, I like that you pa- you paused like you were trying to think of something else to say and then just went with the regular thing anyway. <laughs> guess that means we'll elim- eliminate your chamber next time. I eliminated your mother's chamber last night, Trebek. That, <laughs> that sounds like a poop joke. Ew. <laughs> oh, I eliminated my chamber. <laughs> Bye, Chamber. <laughs> <laughs>